You're listening to the Heart of Horsemanship podcast with Mia Rodley and Andy McIntosh. The Heart of Horsemanship Training Academy is an online video training library dedicated to help you live your dream with your horse. With over 110 training videos across 30 hours of content, the Academy is designed for people at all levels of horsemanship. And for a limited time, use discount code HOH2023. That's HOH2023 to receive 25% off a monthly or annual membership when you sign up before the 31st of March 2023. Visit hohacademy.co.uk. That's hohacademy.co.uk for more information and start living your dream with your horse today. Hello and welcome to the Heart of Horsemanship podcast. I'm Mia Rodley and I'm here with my co-host Andy McIntosh. Hello. This is episode eight. Episode eight. Which is amazing that we've got this far already. It's mental. And today we're going to be talking about quite a tricky subject. Yeah. Maybe a little bit controversial um it's one that pushes a lot of people's buttons for very different reasons i think Mm, yeah and that is pressure yeah so pressure that can be seen uh in different ways by different people yeah Mm. yeah and and horses yes Yeah. yeah yeah So, um, Andy, what is our definition for pressure? So, according to the uh, dictionary on the internet, pressure <laughs> is continuous physical force exerted on or against an object by something in contact with it. Oh, okay. So that's a very scientific definition. It's a very, yeah. I'd say, yeah. Yeah, and that is all about physical pressure. Yes. Not yeah. mental Physics. pressure. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, interesting. Obviously, there is a definition also for um for, for uh, mental. mental pressure yeah um but yeah completely different to yeah. what physical pressure is yeah yeah how interesting yeah so the reason i kind of started off by saying this is quite a controversial subject or um it's like a debate i'd say more yeah. of a debate it is a debating and thing. it's an always ongoing one because we have this constant battle with we don't want to use pressure or force with our horses. Yeah. But to actually do what we want with our horses is pressure. Yeah. And any expectation is pressure. Yeah. It is. Whether you're a human or a horse. Absolutely. So um, I find this subject uh, really fascinating and... The arguments that come up for and against, um, some of the facts. So today I'm going to really dive deep into um, the facts of pressure as well and training animals. Um, I find the subject absolutely fascinating. It is a good subject and it's it's something that's good to think about and talk about. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And uh, whatever your view is on that particular subject. Yeah. It's something that within the horse industry is um used in a good way and abused exactly so in other ways in other ways yeah. so yeah i think it's a, a good subject and it to needs talk about. to be more spoken about yeah and honesty and yeah. and people's views on on you know, their own personal views on on how they feel or how they use pressure yes um, exactly because a lot of us have baggage around pressure not from our horses but actually from 
uh, childhood traumas. Childhood traumas, yeah, and exactly. And how yeah. we were raised. So yeah. it's... Um, pressures from school, pressures, pressures from, from work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Pressure exactly. from your parents, pressure mm-hmm. from, yeah, uh, your other half. Yes. Like, there is all sorts of different mental pressures and they apply to us just as much as they do with our horse and they Mm. our uh, every individual version of pressure it always comes out with your relationship with your horse i find just somehow it's an incredible trigger um horses manage to push this button with people yeah um in quite a strong way like yeah so anyway we'll dive in I just want to say, first off, before we start with any of this, um, if anyone is interested in how I, or I'd say we, uh, mm-hmm. I speak for Andy as well here, yeah. um, how we use pressure with our horses is, I'd say, how other horses use pressure within the herd. Yes. So um, I train and communicate with how they do with each other. Mm-hmm within the herd, within their social hierarchies. And that is, yes, from what I've learned, but also just from watching my own herd for yeah. hours and hours and hours on end over the years. And really just spending an awful lot of time being a part of that herd has taught me how horses communicate. And that's what we've obviously yes. been putting forwards in the podcast that we've had up to now. I think as well with with thinking about that is it was when you see a herd uh, pushing on each other. Yeah. Because technically that's kind of what it is. It is pressure. Yeah. Um, it's very tough of, often. Yeah. Yeah. And or it can be so tough that they rip each other open they, quite literally. Exactly. Yeah. And what when we look at pressure and 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 kind of kind of emulate that same kind of idea, we're looking for a lightness. Yeah. We're looking for them to be soft and light to pressure and they can be because within the herd it can just be a glance right and that's what a lot of people don't notice they miss it yeah absolutely until you've played with horses in this kind of environment and way you don't necessarily realize how much they use uh, facial expression yeah Um, and intention yeah yes yeah Yeah. and it's, it's it's a really interesting uh, thing to watch it's the tiny gestures yeah um which are still pressure yes to to the other horse yeah because move. yeah they're conveying a, an expectation or a thought or an intention with a greater energy yes yeah but intentions are also pressure aren't they? yeah they are. and i think that's what often gets forgotten in in different ways of training horses yeah is that um intention plays a big part in intention how that pressure expectation. is expectation yes another yeah. another pressure anytime you want to do something yeah. or want to impose yourself on your horse because essentially you standing in their field is imposing yourself on your horse yeah. it is well you, you go stand stand uh, around a wild horse yeah what sort of pressure is that? Even if you just stand there doing nothing, they're smiling not at them. It. No, they're not. Yeah. That, that pressure is like, oh my god, get yeah. out of my space, or exactly, I need to run, or I need to attack. Yep, exactly. That, yeah. So, um, to a wild horse, just your presence is is pressure. Yeah, and a lot 
of pressure yeah depending on your distance obviously because mm -hmm. if you're at a distance where they feel that they could outrun you then yes. they'll be happy to maybe yeah. deal with your presence but but some some horses are more confident than yeah. others so therefore yep. the pressure is received in a different way yeah yeah you know a, a confident horse might not be pressured by someone standing in the distance yep. but an unconfident horse might Go, find the pressure a lot that's the predator yeah. I'm getting out of here yeah I'm out of yeah. here see you later because the, all they're seeking is that safety comfort yeah. whereas the more confident horse has that safety comfort so they're very curious because they're looking for play and food yeah. yeah with those basic needs again yes um so in my opinion in my opinion that's a really I don't think I've said that yet on this podcast no I don't think you have um we bring horses our domesticated horses into our world, yep. humansville, yep. Uh, which is full of pressure and stresses. So even just haltering a foal, yep. um, that's the first time, other than human touch, that's the first time they come into steady pressure. Yes. And steady pressure is physical pressure. Driving pressure is mental pressure. Yeah. So driving pressure is how horses communicate with each other. Yes. It's the essence of liberty, which mm -hmm. is what I love as well. Steady pressure is what humans introduce to horses. Yes. So they don't really come across steady pressure anywhere in the wild. Maybe if they get stuck between a tree and a rock. <laughs> like that's the only <laughs> yeah. or a predator. Yes. That's the only times they'll come across steady pressure. So when they have their halter put on for the first time, and I've seen it firsthand, foals literally rear up and flip over backwards because yes. horses are born with opposition reflex. Yes. Which is their ability to fight yeah. through pressure. Yeah. Fight Pushing or flee. Into, yeah. They push into pressure. So the first time we ever apply steady physical pressure onto a horse, usually they push into it and they yes. fight it. Yeah. And, and same thing again with foals. If you just run your hand down the back of a foal that's not been touched before, they like buck up into your hand. Mm. Um, again, because they're pushing that pressure off their back because that could be a mountain lion jumping on their back yes. and they've got to buck up into it so um, to pro protect themselves. And it's our responsibility that if we're going to bring horses into our world is to teach them to think through pressure and respond appropriately. Because even just a fence is steady physical pressure. Mm -hmm. And you and I have both seen it, where horses get legs stuck in fences. Yes. And there are the horses that uh, completely lose it and yeah. they have their legs stuck, say, in like post and rail or worst off that sheep netting. Sheep netting, Where yeah. it's like the wire. Yeah, had it. Um, and it's often around their fetlock and they rip it backwards. All the fencing comes with them they're panicking they're going to bolt they might break a leg they might shred the tendons on their legs yep. down to the bone um it is so dramatic and it's incredible how fast it all happens yes. as well when a horse panics and fights and flees pressure yep. because they haven't thought through it um how immensely destructive it is they they will put themselves in more danger yeah. getting away from pressure than they would if they stopped and thought about it yeah right and then on the flip side we've seen other horses often again the more confident logical yeah. thinking types 
stand there with their leg in the fence and they just wait. Waiting, yeah, that's my horse. Yeah, and they'll be waiting there, waiting for help. Um, (laughs) You know, they don't really know what to do. They know they're in a pickle, Um, but they've thought through it. They go, oh, I can't. Can't move. I can't move. I can't get out of this. So I'll just stand here and think through the pressure. They don't fight it. Yeah. They've yielded to the pressure around their foot, their fetlock. Yeah. And um, they're they're just calmly, patiently thinking and waiting. And often then we come toddling come out, out and yeah. and sort them out, and they're fine. Yeah. Uh, absolutely I, fine. I, I have a funny story actually. I was mm. at one of the yards I was at. Uh, with Cisco, he had uh, managed to. He was always push. He pushes on everything. Yeah. Uh, he'd managed to push over to get some hedge. Yes. And kind of weave his leg through the sheep oh. wire. I know, scary, oh, right? Don't. Uh, he was fine, absolutely yeah. fine. He stood there and realised he couldn't move, and he just waited. Super. And, what a good um, boy. He must have been there for a while because there was a pile of poo behind him. Yeah. Um, I get there. I was in the morning. I get there. And I thought, what is he doing? Because I yeah. couldn't quite see, and I all I can see is his butt and him looking over at me. <laughs> and he kind of kept looking and being like, <sighs> I thought, oh god, what, what on earth? So I go trundling over. There he is. Stuck. Lo and behold, yeah, stuck in the in the fence. Yeah. And uh, happily lets me just lift his foot and manoeuvre his foot out. Yeah, fine, off he goes. Happy days, yeah. no problems, not laying not anything. Not a scrape. No, not yeah. a scrape on him. That's amazing. But just, he just waited. Yeah. Now, had that been my other horse, yeah. I probably would have come back to a three-legged horse because yes. she'd have pulled it off. Yeah. Because yeah. she's the polar opposite. Yeah. In that. She's the more flighty, She's the flight. All right. Yeah, I'll think later. Yeah. Oh my God! Something's got my leg run. Yeah. Yeah. Same as my horse. Bit. Yes. Yeah. Very similar horses. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. And this is where it's so important to teach horses to think through pressure appropriately. So Spirit and Molly would be the ones that would um, injure themselves getting yes. away from pressure. Yeah. So I know you've done it as well. We actually practice putting ropes around their legs yes. and lifting, lifting their legs mm-hmm. um, forwards to the side. Pick it, like we're picking up their feet, yeah. uh, their front legs and their back legs so that they know how to yield to pressure, pressure. around their legs mm, yeah. and they don't freak out. And uh, I know the first time I did it with the spirit and with other horses similar to him, um, suddenly you're bolting across the arena at a yeah. rate of knots with this rope around your horse's leg. And it's only, it's not um, tied, it's just... Like a sling. So if you drop one end, it comes loose. Oh, yeah, it just falls off. It's it not like off. you've actually wrapped it around. No, it's no. Just a, so it's just a sling. But it's rehearsing yes. and kind of teaching your horse I that ha- pressure is information. Yes. I, 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 That's how I... When I first got Molly, she was terrible to pick her feet up. Yeah. And yeah. she had an injury to one of her back feet, mm. which were the real dodgy ones. And uh, the only way I could bandage her yeah. is to, because she wouldn't let me touch her legs yeah. at that particular time, is to use that technique to yeah. lift her foot up and teach her that when she stopped wiggling her leg, yeah. I exactly. gave a bit. Yeah. yeah. And then I, that's how I taught my horse to pick her feet up, to yeah. have her feet picked. Yeah. In a safe way. In a safe. Without getting your head kicked in. Well, well this is it, yeah. isn't it? You know, it's all good and well um, using my own hand, but it's yeah. not that far away from my head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and your hand can be injured. Well, like, absolutely. It, yeah. You know, and you can get kicked in the hand. And... Exactly. And I needed to be able to lift things up 
uh, to be and able to wrap. Yeah, it was really yeah. di- it was so difficult. And have your head down there for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, from that point of view, you know uh, how even the simple things like teaching your horse to have its feet picked out. How yeah. can you do that without using pressure? Yeah, of some type or another. Yeah, you're so right. And Just this the is basic care. Leading your horse. How can you do that without? some using pressure. pressure yeah yeah and by teaching horses for us especially yeah uh, you more so than me we have to teach these horses to be in the world with people that know nothing yeah about horses yeah and be safe yeah and, like, good and survive citizens. yeah because <laughs> that you know that there's some really daft people out there yeah uh, i mean that in the nicest possible way but there are some daft people who know nothing we've had I, it on film sets yes with extras or yes. or with stuff that's going on and i've gone thank god it was that horse yeah exactly like, thank oh, my goodness days, um, because what if what you know it, oh. there's just people let their kids run around the back of the horse yeah. you know you need a horse to be confident and understand that some of these pressures mean nothing, nothing. the intent is not there it's not yeah. there absolutely and i think you know as as a responsible horse trainer you have to prepare that horse for some of these things that they will stresses yeah that they will encounter it within their lives because they live in our environment if they were out in the wild with Mm -hmm. no fences and none of you know what we bring them into then they don't need to learn that that's fine they can they can they don't need to learn about steady pressure we do have to remember as well that um if we were not using horses for things would there be as many horses in the world? Mm. How much space have we got for wild horses None. now? No, yeah. because guess who's taking it all up? The yeah. humans, you yeah. know. So in order to love and enjoy these animals and keep these animals well, it, on our planet. It then starts this very ethical debate about, um, you know, should we be riding horses? Yes. Should we be and training I, I've horses? I've had that thought myself. Yeah. I've gone yeah. through that myself, that should I be doing this? Yeah. And I think, but that, then should you have a dog? Right. Yeah. yeah. It, that is it, how the argument yeah. goes. And, and I cats am and... an animal lover. Yeah. Everything about animals I love. Um, yeah. I do struggle with spiders, um, but I yeah. even like insects. Yeah. You know, I I, I love animals. Yes. Um, yeah. But having an animal, uh, domesticating an animal, is what keeps some of these animals carrying on in the lo- in yeah, the world in our world yes, today as yes, it is as, yep. as we are now yes not 200 years ago no absolutely in the future how are we are right now in this snapshot of time yes yeah no i totally agree sorry i digressed a little no bit there, but no I'm just, i like that i like that i think it's an important thing to think about yeah and as you say with leading and picking up the feet you know those are the, almost the two very most basic things because you need to be able to trim your horse's feet because yes. none of us have stony track systems that where the horses can cover 15 kilometers plus a day to self-trim their barefoot feet right you know we're in england everywhere is mud yeah <laughs> <laughs> so if we don't mud. have you might be able to set that up in spain somewhere if you're up in the mountains but 
Or if um, you're riding your horse along roads continuously, yeah. maybe they'll wear themselves down. But exactly. you, ultimately, again, we have a responsibility with them being in, in our world, yep. uh, in Humansville. We, we have a responsibility to look after these things that and don't... be ne- able to doctor them. Exactly. Like, we need to be able to trim their feet, otherwise they can get joint issues further up. And worm them. Worm them. Inject them. Yeah, yep. Or do their temperature. Teeth teeth yeah you know yeah. there's all these things and it's uh, by by teaching them that that to think to think through and pressure and not be confident yeah. yeah yeah that's so true and like going back to the leading um most people put a hair collar on they give it a tug hope the horse will yeah follow the feel of them pulling on this rope and uh, and uh, and that's how the horse begins to lead and and yes, that, that can work. But, um, you know, we like to do it with foals at an early stage. And we do things around their um, bodies. You know, you often yes. see people put foals in foal slings. Yes. Yeah. Where they kind of, it goes around their bum and around their chest. Um, and that's teaching the horse to yield its body yeah. at a very early stage. But we teach them to move away from pressure in really basic ways, like hand on the flank get them to step over, hand on the chest, get them to back up. Loads of different, um, you know, be able to move their body at light phases of pressure right from early days. And actually, we're due a foal fairly soon and we're going to be filming a lot of content with um, the training of little baby. So it's very exciting. But, you know, I digress. When it comes to leading a horse... um, you will have to, at some point, pull, <laughs> yeah. you know, on your rope. And whether you stop and give the horse a treat because it's come off the pressure of the head collar, that's fine. But you're still using pressure to initiate those first it's few steps. It's the motivator it's, often, isn't it? Yes. I've got a great one. Um, uh, yes, here we go. It's not training if it doesn't create enough of a desire for the animal to do something. Yes. So whether that is through a food reward or through uh, pressure, yeah. it, it's not, you know, there has to be um, a desire. Like, I, I like that. It has to create enough of a desire. So whether, like, there's the old saying, make the wrong thing hard, make the right thing easy. Mm. Um, I do, it's a very simplified saying yes uh, but also that can be taken a bit too much the other way yes so where people make the wrong thing so unbelievably hard that it's then on the verges of like abusive and and forceful and then the right thing so easy that the horse is absolutely terrified to do the wrong thing because um it's more consequential yes rather than it's a consequence yeah, yeah rather than information and pressure is information. Yeah, I agree. So um, I know we're talking a lot about steady pressure, uh, which is physical pressure. Mm. But as I was saying earlier, driving pressure is uh, mental pressure. Yeah. And that is how horses communicate with each other. So yes. that's how they l- live in the wild. And as I said, it is the essence of liberty um, because you have to be able to move and communicate with your horse through um, not being able to touch them. Yes. And that's, that's a real art form in itself. And I think um, people that have never done Liberty before 
often are putting pressures on horses yeah uh driving pressures that mm -hmm. they are completely unaware, unaware of. of well this is because we and this is why we've created head collars and bridles because what, what we derive from what, what, chimps. chimps yeah like we're monkeys we are pulley grabby yeah. creatures yeah we're made to grab hold on and never let, let go. go yeah do not let go really tight quick really tight quick and horses find that absolutely terrifying mm -hmm. because they as i say don't come across that until they meet a predator yes so and we are predators you know we yeah. we smell like them we are the apex predator we meet um a horse goes yeah there's you know they know we're not a horse yes but being the species of higher intelligence, and I say that very loosely with my fingers up in the air in, a, <laughs> in inverted commas, yeah. in inverted commas, um, it's up to us to learn how they communicate. Yes. And uh, communicate that way, not for the horse to learn our ways. Yeah, our language. Our language, you know, <laughs> it's... Um, it shouldn't work like that. No. You know, we should be... And there's so much we can take and learn from learning that in our... Oh, absolutely. In our lives, anyway. It's it's hugely beneficial. So, um, yes. So, driving pressure. You... And everyone will have seen this if your horse has turned out with another horse. If they want to move them off a pile of hay. Um, the phases start very light and it's always a change in the horse's thoughts and intentions yeah. they might be grazing in the middle of the field and the hay pile is off to one side they'll be grazing where and go oh, actually i want to go to the hay where my buddy is uh, but i don't want my buddy to eat my hay so that changes their thoughts and intentions then their focus and energy goes towards that horse and it will start with the lifting of a head mm -hmm. a slight glance and if the other horse hasn't picked up on that change, then the other horse ups the phases. Yeah. So it goes from that glance to now the stare yeah. where they have a really hard expression, ears are pinned, nostrils are wrinkled. They go, yeah, wrinkly nostrils. move off my hay. And they haven't moved their feet yet. They're just stood there staring. And the other horse still hasn't noticed. So they go, right, I'm coming over. So they walk over with a lot of intention and if and at that point that's usually when the other horse moves yeah is once that horse has moved its feet it depends how um much respect they have for their um intent i yeah. suppose um and desires and what they're asking them to do uh, because some horses don't need to move their feet no. but usually we see them march over and if that horse still hasn't moved off the hay pile, that horse will then go and bite him on the bum. Yeah. And usually the other horse squeals and bucks up at its friend. And depending if they move off, then that horse will start to eat. And if they haven't, then that horse will run at them and then continue to bite them whilst they're still bucking and squealing until that horse stops bucking at them. And they run them off that hay and they go, bugger off. And two minutes later, they might be mutually grooming. Yes, oh, absolutely. And having a, a lovely time hanging out together. So there's no hard feelings with this. No. And I've said it, we, well, we've said this previously on other podcasts, podcasts. It's when we get emotional. Yes. Is when those phases of pressure increase. Yeah. We get emotional. Yes. Horses don't. 
And that's that's when uh, if you're putting emotion into your training, uh, and I mean when I say emotion, you you've got to have some kind of emotion. You also love your horse, exactly. There's the the good emotions, but if you're putting bad, frustrated, kind of negative emotions into it, then then there's an issue. Yeah, yeah, and that's where people get mean and mad. Mean, yeah, yeah, mean. They go from passive to aggressive, and they forget assertive. Yes. You know, being really being assertive point. is um, uh, being very persistent. Yes, actually. polite and passively persistent yes. in the proper position. Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think uh, I think lots of people uh, do not know how to be assertive yeah. um, uh, without going from the, the passive to the aggressive. Yes, yeah. It's that middle ground, Middle isn't it? ground. Funny this keeps coming up, middle ground. Middle ground. Middle mm. ground. So... Uh, what makes me think of middle ground is pressure wise i'm just yeah. i'm i'm kind of going off on a that's little okay, one here. that's okay not all pressure is bad sometimes we need pressure yeah so we have pressure within our bodies mm-hmm. blood pressure yeah we'd be dead without that right we'd yeah. be dead if we didn't have any yeah we'd probably be dead if we had too much yes but when you've got just the right amount Wonderful things can happen. Right. Life so, can happen. Yeah, yeah. Precisely. Yeah. So, you know, when you think about pressure, not all pressure's bad. I mean, I love a hug. Yeah. Um, from the right people. I am also one of these that don't, if I'm not feeling in a huggy mood and someone cuddles me, I go stiff as a board. But, yeah. you know, a hu- my mum hugs me. Yeah. Now that there's, I love a good tight hug. Yeah. That means something. That's good pressure yeah it is pressure it is pressure yeah. it, like i said it's a continuous physical force exerted on or against an object yeah. by something in contact with it yeah 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 so not all pressure is bad yeah. some pressure is necessary yes and this is actually another one that i've noted here is um horses that actually have no stimulus yeah or no pressure in their lives are really bored Yes. Like in the field. And I know you have ambitious horses and I know you have horses that aren't so ambitious. But if there's no pressure in their life and it's like this perfect little padded cell, Mm. um, they start to go stir crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, they they either get shut down. Yes, they either get shut down or they get vices. Silly. Yeah, silly. Yeah, they like box walk, (laughs) weave, crib, crib. Oh, yeah. um, because they they're trying to f- find stimulus. Well, you think of the pressure, like okay, our horse is playing. Yes. The pressure involved in that. So, uh, my horse and Amy's horse. Yeah. Uh, the two boys um, running around constantly practicing. Yeah. Um, at being grown ups. Yeah. Yeah, they're play fighting. Play fighting, absolutely play fighting. Um, I have the rugs to prove that. Yeah, same. Um, and and the cuts and yep. things Luckily, where they're biting each other. Touch wood. My guys don't really come up with any cuts or anything. They're really small. They're very, it's small yeah. stuff. It's just sometimes like it's just the hair. Been taken yes, off. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's there's nothing really terrible, but they do play, and yep. they they ha- again they have to learn within that play what's too much yeah yeah where the boundaries yeah are. because yeah. when one does a bit too much the other one goes hey hang on a minute that was too much that was too much yeah, so yeah. um at the other morning i turned turned the boys out and um very quickly uh my horse was like telling off uh, uh amy's horse very quickly with a yeah. with a kick 
Yeah. Not a kick to hurt, but a kick to An say, hey, hey, enough's enough. Yeah. That was too much. Um, and um, I didn't see what the cause of that was, but the pressure that obviously that horse put on the other horse was enough, was enough to say, hey, hang on, this is too much. Yes. Um, so they have to learn pressure. Yes, and the boundaries. And this, I've got another note on this. <laughs> we want to apply just enough pressure to motivate a change yes. and then stop, not a drop more. And this is the artful part yep. because it's so easy for people to quickly blow through thresholds yeah. because they've just put way too much pressure, pressure. on yeah. way too quickly. The horse hasn't had a chance to respond or think about it. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden it's just this, oh, like horrible. That is the kind of pressure we don't like. This, yes, yeah. absolutely. And in the teaching people phase, yes. um, people can often be un unaware of the pressure. So I always, I always liken it to... Um, you're shouting at your horse. It's yeah. reacting like that because you're shouting. Yeah. And they're like, I haven't said anything. I said, With no, your body language, your body language yeah. is shouting. Yeah. Less yeah. is more often. Yes. Um, yeah. And some horses, a first phase, a phase one, if you like, in, yeah. in our as world. As light as possible. Well, some horses are half a phase. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you another need, horse, think it. yes, exactly. Yeah. And you see these poor horses, and they're like, "Oh my god, they're being screamed at!" Yeah, even though the person explosive. thinks they're being soft. Yeah, and there is a difference that you know you don't want to tread on eggshells around your horse. Oh, absolutely not. But you do want to start as soft and as light as you possibly can, yeah. because that's our end goal: is to have lightness, yes, and softness and willingness through just our thoughts yes and then that goes back onto what we said in last week's podcast where you have to be so mindful yeah. present yeah because we are teaching our horses to be completely in sync and in harmony with us yeah and therefore if we don't even know what's going on in our brains then how the hell yeah. do they know yes. what they're supposed to be doing so we've got to be so aware and present of ourselves yeah because, as you say, we could be screaming at a horse that needs only to be whispered to. Right. And often they do only need whispering to. Yeah. Many, very many horses. sensitive Oh, they're animals. so perceptive. Yeah. You yep. know, they see the little tiny things. Mm -hmm. You know, play, playing with horses at Liberty, yep. that a movement of your hand from one height to another... Means something. Means something. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, as you go along in that journey of, of horsemanship that you notice these things yeah and the better you get and the more subtle your communication skills then the more you get out of the yeah because what we've yeah. got to remember is pressure is a communication yeah. tool yeah and pressure is information not punishment not punishment yeah. pressure does not have to be should never be punishment no. No. actually um but that's where that's where this whole Con conversation starts isn't it is yeah. that often pressure is done in a bad way yeah and it should just be taking the horse slightly out of their comfort zone yes. to stimulate a change of behavior yes and then you quit yeah so we've been talking about these steady increases of phases of pressure yeah so um for steady pressure i like to think about air hair skin 
muscle, bone. Okay. And when I'm teaching a horse, say you can do this when you ride, when you want your horse to move forwards, everyone uses their legs. So let's go for like pony club traditional here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you squeeze with your leg and then you nudge, nudge with your leg and then you kick with your leg and then maybe you use the stick to reinforce. Those are steady escalating phases of pressure. It's not quite how I would do it. Money. But, but that's a nice, easy, relatable one for if we've got any more maybe more traditional people listening in. Um, another one is the bit. So oh, yeah. if you want to stop your horse, you start really lightly in your seat and then you maybe go to your hand and you might squeeze and then you might squeeze a bit firmer and then you might end up having to pull again if you're a very traditional rider. But then you stop when you get your desired response. That is essentially yeah. the steady increases phases of pressure. The way... I would do it, obviously, would be a bit more, uh, let's say, refined. Refined but and in, subtle. in the early days of training a horse, um, you have to exaggerate to teach mm. and you refine as you go. So um, we are very clear and very um, kind of, I, I won't say loud with our phases in yeah. the early days because the horse again depending on the horse it will depend on, on how, how loud we would be yeah. but you would you would probably be more loud with a horse in the beginning than you would in the end in the end yes yeah. because we're looking for lightness yeah. and what and we're that's going subtlety yeah. yeah and this exaggeration is what takes us to lightness yes yeah exactly so um sorry yes no don't worry. don't worry don't worry <laughs> um when i'm with a youngster, um, I like to kind of pause on each phase for maybe five seconds mm. when you're teaching yeah. a phase or, yeah. or what this particular type of pressure means. So if I would like you to back up when I touch your chest, I'm going to hover my hand or obviously change my thoughts and intentions in my body, hover my hand over the horse's chest. I'm touching the air. Yeah. Then I touch the hair. Then I touch the skin, then I touch the muscle, then I touch the bone with these pauses. Yeah. So I'm allowing the horse a moment to respond at the lightest phase. Yes. And if they don't, then the pressure increases again. And if you get to the point where you're putting in so much pressure and nothing's happening, you then hold. Because what happens if you take that pressure away? With your teaching, you've the, just taught the release. The teach teaches teaches yeah. the horse, so you're you're teaching it to stand still. Yeah, and, and be push dull. into pressure. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. And horses don't need any more of that, so um, they already push into pressure enough. Actually, while whilst we're thinking about this, yeah, yeah. If you're at home listening to this right now or anywhere, um, just do do that on yourself yeah. now. Touch the air, touch the hair, touch the skin, touch the muscle. Now touch the bone. How much pressure is that, really, truthfully, yeah. before you can feel the bone? I'm, I'm doing it myself on my arm right now, right? How much pressure is that? That's not a lot of pressure, really, is yeah. it? And when you think about it... Yeah, that's very true. Bear in mind what the pressure of a horse's teeth must feel like to another horse. Well, we know what the pressure of horse's teeth feel to us. When a horse is like groomed me oh, yeah. and then oh, nipped, nipped you oh. and the bruising that comes up yeah. just from, it's when they're doing that lovely thing of oh, like scratching really nice. you. You're like, oh, oh 
oh, so oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I find it so hard because I try not to respond. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, the pain. Yeah. But um, yes. No. And, I, they, and they definitely know it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. And I mean, there is an argument because the old-fashioned people are like, oh, horses have thicker skin than us. Actually, they That's don't. Wrong. Yes. Yeah. They have thinner skin than us. They do. And uh, they are more sensitive because. That even though our bodies might be covered in fine hairs, yes. If a fly lands on my face, I don't know about it. Yes. Like when we're in Spain on holiday and people have flies landing on them. Yeah, sometimes they don't notice for a minute, do they? <laughs> yeah. It's not until they kind of they'll wiggle on your yeah, face for a little go, bit. Ooh. Oh, what's that? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But we haven't noticed. Whereas a horse can feel a fly land anywhere, and you see its skin go individual <laughs> patches, skin <laughs> yes, twitches. twitches. We can't do that. No, it doesn't work. We don't have that, the muscles no. within our skin. Nope. So no. horses are actually more sensitive than us and can feel more than we can yes um so it's a load of baloney that um i've never said that before baloney, baloney. Yes, a load of baloney <laughs> oh my god it's very american, american. yes sorry our american listeners uh. um but anyway uh yeah so horses are more sensitive than we are and um i'm not sure if you can measure pain receptors i don't think it has been measured yet it no, would be very would interesting, be interesting to do that but i know um i'm a relatively petite, slender girl, I do not have a great deal of strength. No. Like, if I wanted to force a horse to do something, I can't. Yeah. In all honesty, you've seen me try and push a hay bale. We've, we pushed to, hay bales, yes, oh my goodness. I always have to fall upon Andy and Shane. And I know you say you're not a man, but you are. <laughs> um, so I'm like, I need Debatable. some muscles. Muscles, <laughs> you come me. to the wrong place. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I've got some fat, um, but uh, not much muscle. <laughs> so, um, and just like, even uh, it was when you said go down to your bone. When I'm pushing as hard as I can on my own arm, yeah. it's not actually that much. It's not, is it? No. It's not. <laughs> so I go, oh, that's quite nice because now I know when I do that thing where I squeeze the nuchal ligament, I'm actually not able to put on much pressure. But you probably don't even need to. No, you don't because most horses are very sensitive. Sensitive. So it's softness. Yeah. It's more the horses that have been shut down yeah. and dulled out Yeah. that... That's where, unfortunately... But a few riding school horses exactly. that have been kicked so much. They're literally dead to they the are leg. dead to the that leg. They're the completely numb to it. Always it's used. horrible. Dead to the leg, hard mouth. And yes. you know that's not the horse. No. That's the training. Yeah. So it's never really the horse that is dead, unresponsive and dull. It's the way it's been Yeah, it's trained. been taught to be that way. It's been taught. So this is another thing. Whenever you're with a horse, you're either training them or untraining them. Yeah. I always say this in my demos. I go, who here is a horse trainer? And maybe like two people in the audience will put their hands up. And I go, wrong, you all are if you handle horses. It's very true. It's true. And you could be making your horse lighter or duller every time you handle them. So just be aware of that. Because if you're accidentally releasing on nothing on no change you're reinforcing that uh, the the, the nothing so you've just essentially desensitized your horse and actually i personally hate the word desensitized it gets thrown around and used so much now um don't get me wrong there are occasions where very sensitive horses 
do need to be desensitized say like they don't like the feeling of the saddle or the rider or say like trick riding horses mm. they to some degree need to be okay if they accidentally get kicked in the head and understand that it didn't an mean anything yeah. it was yeah. an accident um uh, because it happens and i've seen it happen and the horses are like oh yeah i know that didn't mean anything i carry on yeah um that is a case of where you actually do need to dull the horse down a little bit to certain things but equally you could just argue that that horse is so confident and has so much yes. understanding of the job it's not desensitized or dull it just understands because you get on the same trick riding horse and change your intention and say okay now i want you to piaf and now i want you to do a pirouette and now all of a sudden my legs on the side of your body mean, mean do these yeah. all intri intricate powerful maneuvers whereas a moment ago i said just canter on a straight line and don't yeah do anything else yeah. you know it's it's the change of intention again mm. and often when people ask me but oh how do you get this it's like it's just intention but i digress I personally don't like the way the word desensitized is I don't used like because it. people are accidentally zombifying their horses mm. because they think they're training um, and it shouldn't be about dulling and desensitizing because why would you want to take away your horse's uh, greatest quality? Yes. Their sensitivity yeah. and their perceptiveness. Um, that's what we love about them. Yes. You know, but um, people are so keen to smash that out of them and i think that so, comes from people's fears yes so they oh i don't want my horse spooking a, a, a plastic bag so i am going to desensitize it to the plastic yeah. bag and I, I i don't think about desensitizing i what i try to do is work on the relationship yeah so that if my horse sees something that worries it it checks in with me and is like do i need to be is worried this okay? is this okay yeah. and i'm like this is okay you're fine yeah I've got you here. Yeah. The same as sometimes I might it's do something. It's leadership again. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes in that relationship, my horse helps me out. Yeah. Yeah. It's the number of times riding on the road for me is, is I find it, ner I, I get nervous sometimes yeah. because of the speed of drivers. Um, and uh, sometimes my horse it's like, hey, hang on, I've got this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's it's so nice. It's, yeah. it's a nice yeah. feeling. It's that partnership. It's yeah. where your horse starts to fill in. Yeah. Or I'm like, I feel yeah. like, oh, God, and I can just feel I've that. I've had whole, that like, at shows. Actually, I'm good with this. Don't be worried. They're like, we got this. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you for being such good partners. Yeah. Yeah. But I really only have that with my own horses, with yes. training horses. It's very different. It's, yeah. It's, but they're only here for a short amount of time they're exactly. usually very green so you've just got to be a great leader for them and instill as much positive and confidence yeah confident repetitions of whatever you're doing as possible so um but yeah i, I thought that was really interesting yeah the no no the desensitizing yeah, part because it good... it, it's an important part of it yeah so now I'm turning my pages because oh my I've written an essay on this today uh -huh. um, on our notes and I want to talk about operant conditioning and this uh -huh. is this age-old debate of the positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement yeah and the definition for operant conditioning is the study of reversible behavior maintained by reinforcement schedules okay. 
Um, so operant conditioning gives us four quadrants yep. of um, oh, reinforcement patterns or strategies to train animals. So mm -hmm. you can do it with dogs, cats, chickens, mice, horses. Um, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. And as I said at the beginning, I've chosen the way I see my horses communicate. Yeah. And what the majority of horse people, equestrians do, is negative reinforcement. And negative does not mean bad. It means take away. So we apply a pressure, like pulling on your lead rope to get your horse to move forwards when you're leading them. That is applying a stimulus. Mm -hmm. You then take away that stimulus when you get the desired behavior. So your horse walks on. You then just have the rope slack in your hand. Yeah. And your horse is walking with you. Um, that is like the most basic example I could give. Yeah. Um, an example of negative punishment would be to take away... Um, a stimulus that then um, weakens the behaviour. Sorry, I'm really no, it's stumbling it over it, yeah. my words here. I'm makes trying to sense. make this as clear as possible. Yeah. So my example of this one, yeah, you re you remove a pleasant stimulus to weaken a behaviour. My example would be Dot brings me a monkey rabbit's leg, and I take it away, and she goes, I might not bring my mother my next manky rabbit leg because she just takes it off of me. Yeah. So I make a positive effort with my dog. Whenever she's got something in her mouth, whether it's a ball or um, a, maybe not a stick, she doesn't really carry sticks, but whenever she's carrying something, I'll have her bring it to me. I take it and I admire whatever she's given me mm -hmm. and then I give it back to her. Yeah. Because then I know I'm more likely to be able to remove the manky dead thing um, and not have her hide it from me. Yes. And I've seen so many dogs where they just go, no, I know you're going to take it off of me, so I'm going to run away. Yeah, yeah. And that's unfortunately because the human's not been um, balancing yes. that uh, removal of said lovely stimulus, mm -hmm. monkey stimulus. Yeah. Um, so negative reinforcement is taking away pressure and then negative punishment is taking away a pleasant stimulus. So now we go on to positive, and positive does not mean good, it means adding mm -hmm. or giving. Yeah. So positive reinforcement is when your horse does a behavior that you like and you give them a treat mm -hmm. um, or a scratch yeah. or you know, you're adding something. And positive reinforcement works really, really well for dogs. Yes. And for predators, yeah. I find yeah, yeah. Um, you can shape behaviours with them because also you're around your dog, or I am. I'm around my dog for 24 hours of the day. Mm -hmm. So I find it really easy yeah. to be able to go, ah, she's just done something I want. I'm going to reward that behaviour because um, I, I'm not cueing the behaviour. So for true positive reinforcement, um, you're not really meant to shape the behaviour. Yeah. Um, maybe for a sit, like yeah. with a dog, you can place the treat above their nose and it kind of gets them to um, 
sit and yeah. then you can reward and then you tie it in with the cue which yes. is the word yeah uh, equally you can do the same thing for teaching a horse to lie down mm -hmm. um, when they roll in the arena mm -hmm. because they love the itchy sand or they've got sweaty or they're wet um, you can then mirror the horse lying down your cue could be like touching the floor with your hand the horse rolls you go in and give them a treat and interrupt that roll and get a lie down that is one way of teaching the lie down but it doesn't mean it's really hard to reinforce that behavior for it yes. to happen every single time yeah um it's almost a bit fluky with horses because again it comes down to how safe and comfortable they feel first mm -hmm. to be able to demonstrate that natural behavior um off their own backs mm. so it's yeah anyway um i'll move quickly on to positive punishment and positive punishment is when you're adding a stimulus so positive punishment would be like hitting hitting yeah or smacking smacking or mm. um adding pressure or a stimulus to weaken a behavior mm. so if your dog is constantly barking at when you're sat at the dinner table and you smack it on the nose that is with the hope that it will uh, weaken that behavior so it will bark less when you're sat at the dinner table um uh, that is positive punishment mm -hmm. so yeah that's positive punishment negative punishment is removing the um, pleasant stimulus mm -hmm. um i've said about the monkey rabbit's leg yeah so that is that is operant conditioning yeah essentially yep. and the thing i struggle to get my head around with with this um and it's probably down to my lack of understanding perhaps mm -hmm. but i've still yet to see a horse trained purely through positive reinforcement um do kind of all the things i'd like to do with horses yeah so purely through positive reinforcement yes not a little bit of negative reinforcement with a treat at the end yeah so if you pull on your horse's lead rope, they start walking next to you and then you stop and give them a treat. That's not po positive reinforcement. No, no. That's negative reinforcement yeah. with a treat on the end. Yeah. Because true positive reinforcement is shaping natural behaviours, yeah. which means you will have to wait in the field with your horse mm -hmm. until they give you a desired behaviour for you then to cue and reward yes and ultimately we see a lot of people who feel they are doing positive reinforcement mm -hmm. um uh, that are not doing positive reinforcement um it really makes me smile sometimes because i've often seen people trying really hard with the positive reinforcement or while click they're a training. Or clicking it on the ground yeah and then they get on the ride and they kick yeah I'm and like, then they pull on the reins i'm like are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. So for me, for me, if you are going to take on uh, a, a, and only do positive reinforcement, you have to think about how you can do that throughout what you want to do with your horse. Now, yeah. on the ground, I could see how you could do this positive reinforcement kind of better. Yeah. And, it, sorry. And, but ridden, uh, it, I don't... It's, what are you going to do? I, or, I, I, I don't you can, understand. You can teach a horse to follow a target. Yes. A preloaded target. So if it bops its nose on said target, 
um, it gets a, 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 a treat, treat yeah. um, or a click or a reward. Mm -hmm. um, so you can then do that in Walk, Toronto and Canter. Yeah. But I mean, uh, if then my argument is if then something happens like a pheasant flaps out yes. the hedge next to the riding arena and your horse is sent into that fight or flight mode um what have you got yeah because if you pull on the reins they haven't been taught to yield to pressure mm -hmm. so that you can't bend them to a stop no. and help them think through the situation and save yourself mm -hmm. um what do you do what do you do? You know, you're stuck. So that that's my argument for this. Now, I actually do use positive reinforcement. Yes. Um, and I use it on really, really uh, difficult cases of horses yeah. or horses that have um, trauma or baggage or genuine fears. So loading, yes. um, I'll often feed a horse when they're on the lorry so there'll be a bowl of food waiting on the trailer on the lorry yeah um and also if we're fiddling with partitions and trying to make this um space which you know horses are naturally very claustrophobic we're trying to make this claustrophobic space a more positive place to be yes then i'll be using treats mm -hmm. um same thing for like the wheelie bins yes. on wheelie bin day around the village go and put a carrot on every single wheelie bin and as we turn up and like i'm i'm adding a positive stimulus yeah to these to arriving at the bin yeah arriving at the yeah. bin you get a carrot yes. amazing then also for clipping and clipping's probably my best um example of this one because um you can load the clippers to be a really desirable object. Yeah. So you bring the clippers out, you give your horse a treat. You bring the clippers out, you give your horse a treat. You rub your horse with the clippers, your horse gets a treat. And all of a sudden they're like, oh my days, I love the clippers, they're the best thing ever. You're great, now I'm gonna turn them on. And then usually if they don't, or if they've had a bad experience with clipping, so Solo, my uh, big chestnut, he used to shake at the back of, back of his stable because he knew exactly what they were and he was terrified of being clipped so. um i know it, so it took mm. a couple of weeks of literally just loading the clippers yes. until i could turn them on in the barn and he wouldn't go and stand and shake at the back of his stable that's how uh, yeah. negatively or not i'm not gonna say negative that's how poorly he thought of the clippers yes yeah so um i positively loaded them and then got him used to then the feeling of them vibrating on his body, yeah. all over his body, before I got anywhere near taking the hair off. Mm. And usually uh, people don't have enough patience to do that with mm. their horses. You know, it's just easier to sedate them and get it done. Yeah. Because they need to be clipped because they get sweaty when they're in work. Yeah. And um, I think that's just lazy. So do I. Unfortunately, because uh, you can get your horse so okay with them really quickly. But people don't have the tools no. and the knowledge, do they? This is to very be able true. to do this. Very true. But it would also be really arrogant for, for us to say that um, you can't train horses with positive reinforcement because there you are times exactly yeah, that, that what, what I'm saying, I don't know enough about using positive reinforcement all the time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in order to be able to train horses in the way that horses are used 
in humans in humans film yeah and i think uh, all, all the time because that's the other problem we, yeah. we are constricted by time and money yeah. unfortunately yeah. and i don't mean just us i mean Everyone. us as a human race one uh, uh, one is very much um <laughs> The queen. Yeah, I felt very queeny yes. then. <laughs> one, one is constrained. Yeah, one by is time. constrained by time and money. Um, <laughs> but you know, you know, it would be very arrogant to say that there is uh, no place for positive and no place for negative, for negative reinforcement. reinforcement. Yeah, um, I do think there is probably no place for positive and negative punishment. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. So I would love to see those two things be gone. gone. Yes. yes. Yeah. But. Positive and negative reinforcement um, with the correct knowledge mm. can be used very beneficially. Yeah. So um, it's if, you know, if someone's preaching all over social media saying that they only train with positive reinforcement and then you see them ride and use their legs or the reins, that's negative reinforcement yes. because the horse has to know how to yield to the pressure Absolutely. of your leg and reins yeah. through negative reinforcement. Yes. So um, that is the long and the short of it. It yeah. is scientifically incorrect if you say otherwise. So um, that's my little rant on it because yeah. I get really frustrated when I see people going, I only use positive reinforcement and I go, Yes, but you just pulled on the head collar, so therefore you're not. I've also uh, seen a few times horses getting a little bit stressed when they're searching for a tree. Yes. And uh, and, uh, and we've got to remember that, that, that the cause of... The, oh no, I can't get my words out right now. Um, that the person is putting pressure on that horse yeah. by getting it to search for the right answer in yes. order to get the treat. It's that creating enough desire for there to be a change in the behaviour again. Yes. And horses can get, um, they either turn into like absolute cookie monsters, but again, that is through improper use of positive reinforcement yes. because yeah. you. But then the withholding of the treat is, is negative punishment. Yes. And then that's what stresses the horse out. Exactly. So exactly. That's the point I was trying to make. Is it is so difficult again. And yeah. it's a loss of feel and timing again, as is all horse training and horsemanship. But um, if your horse is mugging you for treats and you yeah. withhold oh. the treat, that is stress, that is pressure, and that is negative punishment. Because yes. you are taking away a positive stimulus. Yeah. So then we're going moving into a different quadrant all of a sudden, mm. very quickly. Um, so, And I also like using treats with more shut down, nervous, anxious horses because it helps uh, activate the parasympathetic nervous yes. system. Yeah. And it gets them kind of present thinking and back in the room. But if you've got a loud, cocky, extroverted horse um, that's really mouthy and boisterous and playful and you start treating it, yeah. that's where you can get um, really dominant behaviour come yeah, up. Dangerous, and, actually. And very dangerous. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people get bitten. Yeah. Um, I've also seen it where geldings, and this is something... Is something me and uh, Ben, Ben Atkinson, spoke about, I think, a couple of years ago. Because it was when I was doing some online stuff and I had quite a few people reach out for me and go, 
I'm really embarrassed because my gelding keeps getting its willy out and getting an erection every time I play with it at liberty. Yeah. Um, why is this? And I went, oh, are you using treats when you're training at liberty? And they go, yes, because then he stays with me. <laughs> and I go, oh, I think it's more about the food than it is about you then and yeah. your relationship and partnership. And um, I would say if a stallion was to get their willy out like that around me, I would be very, very worried because yeah. that would mean you're about to be taken down. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've seen it happen. Oh, I think I a lot of people have seen the videos of when stallions just jump go. Yeah. And they, it's almost out of nowhere, they go with the teeth and they like grab your throat, throat or neck. your shoulders yeah. um, and they take you to the floor and they kneel on you and that intent is to kill. Yeah. That's what they do to well, it's what they do to each other when they're yeah. fighting over mares, yeah, and yeah. it's what stallions will do to predators to protect the herd. Mm. Um, and uh, I've had it happen with clients' horses. Um, that's why I got called out for them. Was uh, it was a young horse we had in for training here, who was rather gigantic. Um, took down his owner, um, and he used to do the same thing. He used to get his willy out first. Yeah. And then all this dominant, aggressive mm -hmm. behaviour would happen. And he was a stallion. And luckily, you know, oh, I was terrified. I will put my hands up in the air. I was absolutely pooping my pants handling that horse because it ran the last two trainers out through the fence. And um, he was huge. He was a big boy. Um, and, yeah, but he improved so much so quickly. Um, we were then like, oh, maybe we should keep him a stallion because he's so nice and... You know, but he did end up getting the chop, and it was the right thing. There was, was no intent yeah. to breed there, so there's no point having them, um, having those pom poms. But same thing goes for geldings. If they start getting an erection when you're training or um, playing with them at liberty or doing trick training, again, I think it's now it's it's arousal because they're overstimulated. Yeah. Um, but that's not really what I want to have with my horse. No. You know, again, I want this lovely friendship out of desire of um, how they are with each other. Yeah. So social friendship. Yes. And being with each other and doing things together in a real, um, yeah, like want to do it because I enjoy spending time with my friends. I love going out and doing activities with my friends. Um, I love pushing myself out of my comfort zone with yes. my friends yeah. and doing scary things with my friends. Mm, like Putting yourself under pressure. Pressure, yeah. For excitement yes, and fun. exactly. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Isn't it? Mm. So um, it is, um, it's very interesting. But, no, uh, not all pressure is bad. Not all pressure is bad. But yeah, so when I start to see geldings with um this issue i say stop using the treats yes. immediately and back your horse up every time the train comes out the station until the train is back in the station because it is dominant behavior it is dominant behavior yeah and um i don't really want to encourage that no 
So, um, and it's, and uh, you know, bless the lovely ladies, they go, oh, I was blushing rather a lot <laughs> when they kept doing this. And it's like, all they care about is the food and not me. And it's like, oh, well, yes. You know. Change something. Yeah, change it. So um, you can I, do it without this. I, I very rarely use treats for the simple reason I've never got any. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I am not that organised person that would have treats ready have in my huge, pocket. Yes, I have a huge bucket of treats for oh. when we need to use them. But yeah. I get treat dust in my pockets all the yes. time when I have and them. Then I, I, the only time I um, used treats really was I had a very tricky horse um, to turn out. Yes. Um, and Oh, I remember this. Oh, my goodness. It's a very funny situation really but um uh, literally you couldn't get the head collar off before the horse would tank it yeah uh so i would use treats in order to interrupt that behavior. interrupt the behavior and i've yeah. used treats like this a couple of times um that time with the horse that would um want to bolt away yeah. and it did stop yeah. bolting away so yeah. at least i could get the head collar off and then it would go We'd, we'd ask questions yes you know we'd have we'd a bit go, of a conversation oh, a yes now? oh yes. yes it kind of that kind of feel about it and then the other time was a horse that was difficult to lead and was getting very stressed about going out to the field mm. um and we had uh buckets yeah of treats on the way out to yeah. break that pattern pattern within the head yeah um but i don't carry treats in my pocket all the time because yeah. obviously i'm going out and getting horses in and out all the time. And they're yeah. all different horses. And like you say, that you can't... Uh, treats for some horses are fine. Mm -hmm. Treats for some other horses are not fine. Yeah. Because yeah. some of them are, give me the treat or you die. Yes. Not, oh, please may I have a treat. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't carry them. And, and I, it's so... I never think of having them in my pocket. So treating for me is less about giving a, a treat as in a food. Yeah. It's about a scratch point. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And that's also, again, how horses... Treat each other. Treat each other. Yes. Yeah, and I love that because that is more in line with how I want to be with my horses. And that's how I feel about yeah. it. Because um, they mutually groom each other exactly. to strengthen their bond. And I pretty much, my own horses, I know exactly where their favourite yeah. points are. The same as I do with my dog. Yeah. I know exactly where my yeah. dog likes to be tickled. Um, you know, that is a good thing. Plus, you know... I love, I love having back scratches and oh, head scratches. Me too. Love it. So do it I. is something that relaxes me so mm -hmm. much. It's nice. It's really nice. Nice and pleasant. Yeah. And some horses like it really tender, soft. Some like a real good old yeah, and get your yeah. nails in and scratch. And I found that about people too. Yeah, um, bang on. So my mum's my a hairdresser. Yep. Um, so I grew up in ladies' hairdressers and I have washed plenty of ladies' hairs. Yeah. And so many of these ladies have like, oh, give it a good scrub. Yeah, yeah. You know, scrape my bloody head. No, um, you know, and it's it's funny, isn't it? Like grooming can be really soft and really light and lovely yeah. or it can be tender yeah. or it can be quite, quite intense, intense yeah. and quite rough and quite yeah. firm. Actually, is that not touch? Pressure. The bone. Mm. Is that, yeah, yeah, not pressure. Oh, how yeah. interesting. Mm. Another good, good pressure. pressure. Yeah. yeah. It's just, that's you know, that's really that kind one. of, I just, sometimes when you, you, you think of the word pressure, you think of a bad, the bad pressures. Yeah. And then you when we say the negative of, reinforcement, people don't think it's bad, bad because again. it's negative. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't mean that. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Batteries need a positive and a negative. 
What's that? Batteries. Batteries, yeah. yeah. And magnets. Magnets. Yep. Yeah. Yin and yang again. Yin and yang. Yeah, all the balance. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. So, I mean, I'm completely at the end of my list now. Wow. Yeah, I think Which I'm... Which is amazing. I think, yeah. I think I've pretty much covered everything that I thought of. And yep. I've just kind of, yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah. I think we've done a... I think that's been a really, really interesting one. Yeah, and I hope very it's a thought provoking. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and I hope that's what it does for for, for the listeners. Um, uh, that it kind of makes them think a little bit about it. That you know, uh, you may prefer to do something some way um, more than another, but it yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that the other way is wrong. It's the righteousness yes. of all of it mm-hmm. that needs to change. Yes. Really? Yeah. Be yeah. open. Um, be thoughtful. Be willing to learn. Yeah. Don't, don't. Um... And, oh, sorry. One more Go thing. On. It's always if, if you are interested in a way a trainer trains. Yeah. Go and look at their horse. Yeah. Or horses and see if you like the way they are with their horse and the way their horse is with them. Do you like how they look? Do you like how they feel? Are you happy with how um, they respond? Are they responding out of fear? Are they responding out of want and desire to do it? Uh, What level is the horse? Like, are they an advanced horse? Mm -hmm. Are they not? But are they safe and happy and confident? You know, I'm as much as I don't want to say it, but or judge them on their horses because mm. the proof is in the pudding it absolutely is and they have to practice what they preach mm-hmm. so if you've got someone on social media saying that everything else is wrong and this is only the right way show me your horse mm. i want to see you your horse what you can do and what your horse thinks of you i think it's very easy as and, well and not always just one horse but like, this is what i was about oh, to say sorry, it's yeah. all good and well doing stuff with one horse yeah um but that doesn't prove anything. No. You may have a really good relationship with one horse. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you can do the same with another horse and because they the, are individuals. Yeah. And then the methods that you are preaching might not work for that horse. Yeah. Because they yeah. have all different personalities. I believe you should go to where you need to go to for the horse. Yes. And it's yeah. for the horse. And Always that, for. You know, it's not to the horse. For, for the them. love of the horse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've really enjoyed that yep. conversation. Same. I, you know, and I think, I feel like I've learned some stuff. Oh, good, yeah, good. You know, yeah. I, I, I like the way you explained... Uh, the quadrants. The quadrants, that was, yeah. was, was quite good. Of yeah. operant conditioning. Yeah. I actually originally learnt about that in psychology. Well, I, I'd already heard about it and knew about it because the whole Pavlov's dog thing where mm. he rings a bell before the dogs get fed and then he's like, ta-da, I've trained my dogs to drool when I ring this bell. Um, it was just because he was adding a positive stimulus when mm. the bell was the cue and then the food was the reward for yes. the change of behaviour, which was the drooling. Yeah. So, um, and so when we actually learnt about this, uh, it was in my A-levels, uh, I was like, oh yeah, this is really cool. This is all relates to horses. So it yes. stuck with me. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. good. Anything that I could relate back to horses, I remembered. Yeah. Well, it's good. Yeah. That's why you remembered it. And it's useful. It's very useful. Useful and very, uh, I feel, on topic at the yeah. moment. And you can go and Google it. It's so easy. Yes. If you want to find out more, just go on Google. Mm. Read about it for yourself. Mm. 
and there are loads of different trainers with loads of different opinions and methods. Yeah, some really good trainers yeah. with some really good opinions. Um, um, but we've got to remember everyone's opinion is their own. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, uh, Doesn't make it right or wrong. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, what works, what training works for you and your horse. Yeah, and in 10 years' time, I might say all of this was completely wrong. Well, who knows? Yeah. We're forever learning. Exactly. You know, will we learn something we didn't know. Yeah. That but... make things easier yeah to train our horses yeah, i can't yeah. imagine it i feel like horses were put on this 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 planet to teach us yeah uh, more Poor about horses. ourselves yeah for yeah. horses but Poor you know in, <laughs> yeah I, I think our horses are pretty lucky yeah uh, oh yeah you know I, if i if oh, i was to yes. come back as a horse i'd uh, want to come back as one of mine so would i yeah, yeah please yeah. can i come back as one of mine because they have the best life I get to live out in a herd yeah i'd live food i get to do really fun cool interesting things yeah I'm with my mates all the time. Like, yeah, yeah I'd love to be. I'd love it if I only adventures. had to only had to uh, work an hour a, a day. That would be yeah. lovely. And then you get to eat and play the rest of yeah, the time. Yeah, that would be really yeah. nice and have someone wash me and make my bed. And yeah, that sounds like heaven. Lovely. Yeah, five star living. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Bless them. Bless them. Cool. Well. Thank you guys so much again for joining us. Yeah, that's another good one. Thank you. This week's episode and uh hope yeah. to see you back next week yeah we don't know what we're talking about next week so it'll be a surprise yeah surprise <laughs> <laughs> okay have bye a good then. one cheers